0: This is Robert Cedeno, the host of the Process to Purpose podcast. Again, we're here to help inspire, motivate, and encourage others to find their purpose through the process of spirituality, health, and wealth, using godly principles and values to break through to the life that God has called us to live. Again, go subscribe to us and give us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and any other platform where you can find podcasts. Here's the next episode. Super excited for my next guest. I have right here, Jared T, because I don't know how to spell your last name. <laughs> <laughs> it works, it works. Or, or, yeah, you know, it sounds cool, like Pastor Jared T. Yeah. 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 how do you say your last name? Like Ice-T. Yeah, Ice-T, yeah.
1: Um, Turpening. Turpening. Yeah, okay. You just sound it out, but it's long.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely don't, it has like a couple of P's in there, and... Yeah.
1: Yeah. I get Is, turpentine. Turpentine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or you can just call me Terp, it's
0: an oh. easy one. Don't you have that as your Instagram name or something?
1: um it's a, it's around a few places yeah,
0: yeah. Right. all right cool so i have uh pastor jared here and just really quick with, with pastor jared uh he he's my leader um he oversees um many many ministries here at the church i hope you see los angeles in monrovia and that sounds good huh cool. it does yeah i hope you see l.a not ucla but hope you see l.a and um he oversees the experience team which uh we're right under him. We 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 oversee the greeters on his team, which is a, a, a honor to be able to to serve alongside him, and just be able to get the guidance and mentorship that 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 we receive when when we're wow. associating ourselves with uh, with Jared, with Pastor Jared. I gotta get used to that.
1: Yeah, me yeah. too.
0: Yeah, me too. when I text you, Pastor Jared, how do you feel? Uh,
1: I mean, it, it's one of those things to be to have become a pastor, and and that wasn't something I set out for, but um, you know. There's an anointing on what I do. That's what they say, yeah. and you know I think that that's a that's an honor, but it's also there's a there's a responsibility that comes with it, and um, you know so I think it's exciting because what it says is you know there's a lot to come.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's just only the beginning, and you know it's crazy that now that I think about this, and I don't even have this on my notes, but <laughs> I I think about when we f- when I first started coming to the church, right. And I always talk about the story, how we started on the same, you know, I know now it's called Starting Point, but right. back then it was Driven for More. And um, it was myself, uh, Matt Escoto, mm-hmm. which was also on the podcast before. Right. And you and your wife were, were in the, the same class. Yeah, we were all in
1: the same class. And I I tell them, too, I say, hey, you know, there's, there's each one of these classes, because now I oversee the class, and yeah. I redesigned it and rewrote it, actually. Yeah, definitely. And uh, one of the things is, like, each class could have people that are future pastors that are future leaders in the church that are you know just people to help build the church and, and so it's so important for us that we put attention on each person that's um, locking in and it's and it's sometimes you know challenging uh when it's a large yeah. a large group but yeah it, it was awesome uh when i look back and i think about you know we had no idea what was about to happen
0: yeah so you, you know you became a pastor and you know i know matt's overseen um part of uh the youth yeah right? In kids he oversees
1: ministry. really the youth ministry so that high school section yeah um so he gets them together um, and they've been doing some really cool stuff too like um you know some late night things here at the church they did laser tag they cleared it out and um it's just some really cool things seeing you know um you know 50 60 high schoolers coming out yeah. on a friday night yeah. uh it's just awesome
0: yeah and it's crazy all i mean We know it's not anything that we're doing Mm -hmm. but we know that we're in that class for a purpose and I mean just just the time together man it's been wild yeah Yeah, it's been pretty crazy Um, so we're we're gonna get into a little bit of who you are Um, so just tell them about who you are where you're where you're from not not the hood but just where where, where you're from
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I I I like I think it's important to kind of understand some of the background so I grew up on a dirt road in Michigan mm. uh, in a trailer house that was built in the 70s. And, you know, we were we were poor, you know, just poor, you know. And uh, um, my dad was a long-haul truck driver, so mm. I didn't spend see him a ton. And then in fifth grade, he would gotten this new job, and life was good, and he got hit by a drunk driver, oh, became disabled. Mm. And my mom didn't work, and so, you know, we went from poor to, like, whatever zero dollars is, you know. Yeah. Um, and so it was just kind of it's kind of tough. And, you know, I saw my parents, though, just have this peace through that uh, as they trusted God. And that was a value, you know, and we didn't, you know, we didn't have anything, but we were still at church on Sunday, you know, and that was something that was really important. And, and that's something that, you know, it was always a structure. It's always a support there. And so um, that was really important. And, uh, you know, as a family, we came together through that where it was like, hey, we're fighting this together. And, and you know, my parents are just they're, they're great, and it's always been something where, you know, the bond of our family is really strong. Um, and, uh, you know, that continued to move on. I, I saw a lot of things happen through that. We had a friend who invited us over at church from after church one night uh, for ice cream at their house. And uh, he had asked my mom, he said, hey, do you have a dollar? And, uh, you know, she's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I want to show you a trick or something like that. And yeah. um, she gives him this dollar, and, and he gives her a title to a car. Oh my and, uh, you know, we just saw uh, miracles like that happen, where it was like out of nowhere, and you know that was our car for probably another ten years after that, and you know things like that 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 God you know kind of pulled together just really helps. And then also you know it's like how do you not trust when you're like seeing those things happen? Yeah. Uh, and then I went to college, and you know college was one of those things that my family I was like, hey, together we're going to get you through college. And so for my part, you know I was working third shift at night and going to school during the day which Mm. uh if you're fairly good at math you'll know that means i worked at night and i went to school during the day which means i didn't uh sleep sleep a lot (laughs) and so i would sleep in my car and i would take clothes there was a handicapped bathroom i could go and freshen up so like nobody would know like how gross i maybe was yeah and um you know i just knew like hey this is gonna this is gonna pay off when you prepare and when you work hard it allows god to do things through you and um i had no idea what that was going to be um and i i kind of still feel that way where it's like i have no idea where where we're going yeah Um, but it's it's really exciting at this point
0: so so i mean just listening to what you're saying about your parents and you know your your dad having that accident and, and going through college do you think that that uh that That time in life where where you guys went through that season when you guys were struggling and you know just kind of getting by, you said you were like, I would negative poor, I I don't know (laughs) know where it is. Like, so going through college, did did you use those values that you learned from maybe your parents to to get through that time where maybe weren't showering a couple of times?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that what happens is uh, I look at motivation as temporary, and I like I look at inspiration as self motivating, Mm -hmm. and so I was inspired. I was inspired you know by what my parents did I was inspired by what I've seen God do and so what that meant when things got rough I was still motivated through that and I didn't need somebody else to cheer me on because yeah. because I own my future and that's one of those things I've seen people make the mistake where they they can take excuses and that type of thing where they're like oh well, I can't do it because of this and it's like this is your future
0: yeah
1: so like don't allow anybody else to stop you yep and i think it's just so easy to do that where it's like oh it's not easier it's not this and resources there if you can. I don't. I don't think there's anything I learned in college, and I have a degree. But and and I'm not saying anything bad about education. But there's nothing I learned in college that I couldn't learn for free on YouTube mm-hmm. or uh, through you know Google. It's all there. The information's there. And so uh, I just you know want to challenge people as far as that goes, where it's like, hey, this is your future. It's nobody else's. So don't let somebody else dictate it.
0: Yep. And a lot of times we see that that door, right? So God's going to be opening up doors. And I'm sure he, he, he's been opening mm-hmm. up doors for you, you know, this whole time. And But sometimes when we see that door, I, I did see something. I think it was on Instagram or something where there's this big door, right? And and like God's like, I need you to walk through that door. And you go to the door and you can't open it. And you're like, man, well, why can't I open this door? And then you look on the bottom and there's a smaller door, right? And you're like, man, I got to actually, like, get down on my knees, Still be thankful that there's a door, an opening there. Crawl through it, and there might be mud, right? There might be mm-hmm. rocks. It might hurt. It doesn't feel good, but there's an opening, and there's a way. And a lot of times we look at that, and we're like, you know what? This is my, this not mine. Mm-hmm. might not be for me. So a lot of times I think just having that perseverance to go through that door,
1: right? Because
0: mm-hmm. God's going to open it every single time. And it seems like every single time when you guys ran into something, there's that door at the bottom and mm-hmm. you're like, we're going to call, th- we're going to yeah, to this. Guy. Absolutely.
1: Well, I think sometimes I heard a pastor say, it's like, sometimes you get a microphone and sometimes you get a mop. Yep. And, and, and it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, like it doesn't matter what you're handed. You gotta, mm. you gotta own it and do, do what you can with it. Um, and then when you've got that attitude, um, you allow God to then do all sorts of miracles. Um, and so it's it's just been awesome to Good. see different things like that happen.
0: Okay, nice. So what do you what is your position here at the church? Uh,
1: I'm a, I'm one of the executive pastors, and okay. um, you know, so I, I oversee a lot of the operation pieces. So okay. I spent over 20 years in business, and um, you know, it's funny because if I look back when I was 18, I feel like I was called to ministry, mm. um, and it was one of those things where you're kind of like no, like,
0: I can't, that's not me.
1: And, um, but that call doesn't go away. And so, you know, then all of a sudden, uh, I was, I was doing well and, uh, financially and and in my career, but I still felt that call. And, and, you know, so at almost, well, in my late thirties, then I did a career change and I went into
0: ministry and, um, what did that look like? like? What was that process like?
1: You know, God just lined up a lot of things. So, you know, my wife and i uh, her name's sally she uh her and i talked about it because we were both traveling a lot and we knew we needed an opportunity where one of us was going to be home and just felt like hey i think i think that something needs to happen in ministry but i also knew there was going to be a, a pay cut that was going to happen with it because mm. um, like i said we were you know things were good i oversaw the year before i came in on staff i my annual sales sales that i was responsible for was over 43 million dollars mm. and so you know it was good and uh, so anyway, we were praying for that opportunity because we couldn't take a, a pay cut and uh, my wife she was on leave with the, from having our second child and uh, she got a phone call one day and long story short, they were laying off a bunch of people and mm. uh, like four, over 40 people and so it was you know it was kind of a bad phone call and they said, but because of this we actually need to we need to promote you and give you a raise. So she wasn't even working she was on leave. She gets a phone call that the company's restructuring and laying off a ton of people and she gets a promotion. And And if That's you actually crazy. look at it, the amount of money that she um, got as far as a raise was pretty much what I was gonna take as a pay cut. Wow. And so then, and I don't know, maybe six weeks later, um, you know, they say, hey, there's this opportunity. And uh, I remember, you know, you don't do anything without talking to your wife first. And I go, let me talk to her just to make sure. And she's like, how could you not? And I was like, I just want to make sure we're on the same page, that uh, we're good to go. And, um, you know, again, it's just how God God can bless you. But it doesn't look, to your point, it doesn't always look like you think it will or yeah. think it should. And you just have to sometimes change the way you look at it.
0: Got it. And and when when you, you know, started working here at the church did you, was that one of your goals? Like, hey, I'm going to become a pastor. I'm going to lead people. Was that was that one of your goals? So I
1: think all of a sudden, you know, I started going, what am I doing?
0: Yeah. And, and, and
1: so I'm thinking at that time, I really was thinking like, hey, I think maybe, you know, I'll see this um, growth and become a pastor and lead a church. And I started kind of thinking that way. And um, I'd say that probably six months ago. So this is, you know, a year and a half into it, two years into it um, I kind of had a realization that that's not where I was. Mm -hmm. And I had this happen where I was actually trying to do some, I I was, I was going to be, um, on the platform actually speaking on a Wednesday. And, um, the anxiety that I had was just like really big. And I was like, my degree is in communication. Like I, I can speak in front of a crowd, but I just felt like this isn't this was this where there was a message of like this isn't what you're called to do right now and so what i found was through that was i was working really hard outside my gifting Mm. and when you're doing that it's it's like driving on square tires right it's like we were i was it was working but not very good you know Mm. driving my lawnmower to work you know it's like i'll get it you'll get there it's just going to take you a long time and Mm. so um I kind of had this restructuring of my brain and and looking at things differently and kind of even what I'm just saying where it's like, no, I'm in this role. Let's do this role. And I think sometimes when you don't take full advantage of of the position you're in, you really actually hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. And so um, then all of a sudden I realized like, no, this is actually where I belong. And so uh, more of a organizational, um, strategic um, thinker. And so now... It's like I can actually get those guys who, who have that gift of communication, yeah. um, I can get their information sooner. I can, um, you know, do a better job of making sure the church is prepared and, um, you know, building our teams and um, um, really right now working on building
0: more leaders. So, Good. And, and I can see that's your passion. Yeah. Building leaders and, you know, you're helping build the teams that, that, that basically run the church. Right. So uh, have you always been passionate about building leaders? I would say like, no, (laughs) (laughs) or yes, but
1: I didn't really realize it. And so, um, probably my quarter life crisis, um, when I was about 25, I was, you know, it's just like kind of looking ahead at my life and thinking like, what am I going to do forever? And, uh, uh, I I was like, I'm I'm not feeling fuf- any sort of fulfillment from a lot of the things that I was doing at that point. And so I realized I was like, what I'm what I need to be doing is focusing on the people, not necessarily yeah. the business. And uh, very quickly when I, I realized when you focus on the people, the irony is I actually got a lot better results than when I was focused mm-hmm. on the business. And results on and me. then the and then there's a whole nother aspect where it's actually like a lot, it's a lot easier when you're developing people because they're doing a lot of the work yeah. and it becomes just this momentum builder that and this spark that can change an organization. It can change, okay. um, you know, an entire industry based on, you know, what you're doing.
0: Yeah, it's good. Cause I, I, I do see that as a gift. I mean, and you even say like, Hey, like we can try you out this spot, but this not might not be your gift. Mm-hmm. Right? So, cause when you focus on the results, it, it, it's really hard, right, mm-hmm. to, to get these people going. But when you focus on the people's gifts and what they're good at and you make them part of it and kind of take control of, of what's going on, that's when they start performing, right? Mm-hmm. So you're good at seeing that. Um, what, what do you usually see or what do you look for um, when you're trying to choose a leader?
1: So I would I have a I have a little bit of a process, and so when I'm identifying a leader, um, I have I have three things that I just kind of look for, and um, so the first thing is um, that um, they're they have intensity. Yeah. So it's something that I can't necessarily teach. You know, like a lot of yeah, times I'm gonna... like I'm like, you know, I always say it's like your parents have to teach you to work hard. At this point, you know, if you don't work hard, I don't know if I can necessarily like fix that and so i need some intensity some urgency uh and the second thing is influential so can they actually help impact the way other people operate um can they bring people along do they Mm. have that and then and then the last thing is inquisitive so i like i like questions and you know like one of my favorite questions is like what if and why not you know because it's like what if we did this and it's like. why not, you know, and, um, most of those questions, it doesn't hurt to try it out or, or to actually, uh, explore it a little bit. And that's where, even when I think about, um, interviewing and, and having conversations with, with leaders and future leaders, um a lot of them, I want to inspire them to look at things differently. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, there's a book and it's a really simple book. It's actually like a picture book. It's called okay. paper airplane. Okay. And so the whole idea is it's about this class that, um, took, uh, it was a contest of whose paper airplane could fly the farthest. And, uh, this one little boy wasn't like, everybody's like they're 15 minutes and this little boy's like not folding the paper. And so everybody's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like you got to do something. And he's like, you know kind of like playing it off and then um so everybody's throwing their paper airplane and it's this whole thing and then all of a sudden it's like hey well it's your turn what are you going to do and he wads the piece of paper up and he throws it (laughs) and because of actual physics he throws the ball of paper farther than any paper airplane that's and like, i and i think that that's kind of what we need to identify is somebody where you go hey i'm not doing something because that's what we've always
0: done that's good
1: it's like how do we actually just do better yeah. and that even comes to me in that situation where it's like do you want to be a part of a winning team or do you want to be a star mm. are you trying to be famous or are you just trying to be good mm. and it's like if if people have the heart of where it's like hey i'm just gonna do the best i can where yep. i'm at the irony is a lot of times that actually will take you, um, to, to new places. And, um, you know, we kind of think about that even, um, uh, you know, the Bible talks about to be the first, you have to, you know, serve, you know? And so when I think about that, it's like, well, how does that work? And one of the things that I just like to challenge people is if I'm, if I'm your leader, so, so I, I, you know, I lead, I lead the (laughs) team, you know, a team you lead. And, and so one of those things is like, I work for you, and I think people get that so backwards. Yeah, where it's like my job is to make sure that everything is set up for you, your life is easier, and then you do the same thing for the the, the people that are on your team. And and often, like I think people want to say like, "Oh, I got this office, and now I all, all these people like answer to me." But the problem is with that attitude, you're not serving people, you're not developing people, and you're going to end up, um, you know, losing them. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be performing, they're not going to be productive because you're not helping them in any way yeah
0: you're not willing to put in the work right yeah I, I actually experienced that so when i first started leading here at the church i um so this was back at the, at the old location it i kind of did feel like oh look at me i'm i'm, I'm a leader mm-hmm. you know i was young a right. lot younger and i'm like I, I got this leading position you know but it, it wasn't about that because i i then realized it's like even now, when people give me compliments, like I know, like like Tanya was like, "Oh, that's really good." I am I, like, "Oh no, that's not me." Like I don't need that. I mm-hmm. I because I'm doing this for God. I'm not doing this to be like, "Oh, Robert, Excellent. you're doing a good job. Good job." Like mm-hmm. I, I'm I feel like I've gotten past that already. But there was a time where that's all I would focus on. It's like, "Hey, good job, Robert. Good job." Mm-hmm. Right. So I think just being under good leaders and showing, hey, it's not it's not about Robert or it's not about Jared, but it's about everybody walking in right mm-hmm. so when we're we're leading our people say the greeters right cuz that's what we oversee um it's not about just standing there at the door but but, but mm-hmm. walking in the people and and then doing whatever it takes like you what did you say earlier the whole mop thing yeah it doesn't matter
1: if you have a mop or a microphone
0: yeah and now... Uh, I, I'm gonna grab a map mop. You know, right. Tanya asked me, "Hey, you?" And it's funny the way Tanya asked me. And I don't know if she's gonna see this or not here. <laughs> she'll like ask me. She'll be like, "Hey, Robert, um, can you get somebody to throw out the trash?" Because you know Sundays is crazy. There's yeah. people moving, and I'm like, "I'm right here. Let's do it." Right. You know. Um, so yeah, that's good stuff, man. Let's see where we're at next. Um, so, in in your belief, why is it important to to build leaders? Not only for the church, because I mean, I know Mm -hmm. that's what you do, um, but just for for life, marriage, family, peers around people. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I think, you know, in a simple way, you know, I would say that Jesus was, you know, the greatest leader of all time. And I feel like we're, and, and the Bible says we're called to be more like him, and we should be striving to be more like him. So in a very simple way, I feel like we're all called to be leaders. Now, we also know that we're not all called to be leaders of a 1,000 people or 10,000 yep. people, um, but I do think that we need to do that. And then when I look at it even further, and we know he was a servant leader, we know, you know there's a lot of things that he did. And you know, washing the feet of the disciples is a great example Oof. where it's like, if, I'm, uh, if that's the example that was set for me, um, you know, how do I do that best? And, mm-hmm. and I think about how do we make the biggest impact? How do we make the biggest, uh, you know, we talk, to about, we talk about a ripple effect, right? And so uh, I want to leave a legacy that's going to impact people in the future long past when I'm here. Yep. And again, it's not about me, but it's about building God's kingdom. It's about impacting people's lives and and, and really being a blessing. Because I even think sometimes, and when we think about it being in the marketplace, um, I would often uh, come on Sunday and, and hear a message. And and then I'd turn around on Monday and I would reformat that message for my business. Yeah. And it would open and unlock doors where, you know, Good. a lot of us are called to be, you know, some people are called to be in ministry and evangelists, but some, it's like you, being an evangelist has nothing to do with where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. do you know your neighbors? Do you know the, you know, your 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 kids' Friends, parents, like yeah. you know, be an evangelist where you are. Don't feel like ministry is for people that are just working in the yeah. church. Ministry is for all of us. And um, so, I don't know what your question was, but
0: I'm getting motivated. No, I'm excited. Good. Yeah, because I mean, it, <laughs> it, it can it can it can happen um, at the line at Chipotle, at absolutely. Starbucks. Absolutely, know? absolutely. Just being a leader there and just coming up and being fired up. Right. Fired up for life. And because you don't know what that person is going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question was just the importance of building the leaders around your right. family, marriage. Right. Um, so, so to that point.
1: So a lot of times by building up people, though, it it really does come back to God's kingdom because it opens those doors where people are like, you know, where do you find this? How are you so, you know, how do you have this peace in these times of storms? And, you right. know, it, it just opens those doors. Um, and so a lot of times that's what I found. um you know, just a lot of power in, in, in a lot of times. And we see, there's a lot of business leaders out there who, um, all the principles they use are from the Bible. It's crazy. And, right? and, you know, <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's so good though. Cause then all of a sudden when they say that, I, I just believe it's a great way that we can evangelize through the marketplace and, uh, we don't need to be ashamed of it. It's good stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then at home, I mean, you know, I know it's important to, to have leadership at home, mm-hmm. right? Uh, your family, kids, and I know you have two kids yourself Yeah, until um, so you're done, right?
1: Yeah, we're all finished. That okay. was one boy, one girl. Everybody's healthy. That's I, a blessing. Yeah. And uh, um, it's, a, it's a tough time going through pregnancy. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's some ups and downs. <laughs> yeah, we're not there yet, yeah, but we're, we're so, praying for it. Yeah. We're, we're. But, uh, well, and with that, too, like, it's always good, obviously, to have people in your life who, who – You know, I always say like have somebody who's in front of you who you're kind of holding hands and they're pulling you, but then don't forget to be pulling somebody who's behind Mm. you. So, you know, it's like. Um, you know, for me, I'm getting ready in, in, my son is seven and my daughter's two. And so it's like, you know, I'm already like dreading these teenage years and it's like, but I need people who can guide me through what that's going to look like also. And, um, you know, for me as a, you know, being a, a fairly new in ministry, like I have a, a pastor and most pastors have a pastor. And yeah. so I have somebody that I go to and I say, Hey, I don't want to lose the fire. I don't want to lose the, the passion I have for what I do and bad stuff's going to happen yeah and so i need to be prepared for when it comes you know don't be surprised that when all of a sudden you know the fire comes like be ready for it it's coming and it doesn't matter what you do and so when you have mentors that have gone you know in front of you and and, and blazed that trail like hold on to them and utilize that um but don't forget to to do the same for somebody else
0: yep and i do that i think i I do that often with with uh, my pastors you uh, Pastor Justin, uh, Pastor Robert, you know, even Pastor Don, you know, mm-hmm. and Pastor Don is funny because we'll go, I'll, I'll tell him something and then, uh, be like, Hey, I got to talk to Jared about something. How should I go about it? <laughs> and, and he's like, I already told him. I'm like, "What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but it's, it's good to have that leadership. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the same time, like you said, bringing somebody up, and I think that's where where I'm at right now It's like, okay, who who can I bring up? And it's maybe not someone that's like right next to me, but it's maybe someone in the podcast. Who am I lifting up so they can lift up others around them? Absolutely. Um, so with that, I know um, we we did talk about a little bit about um, you know being a, a leader at home and just men in general. Mm-hmm. I, I I do believe, and this is you know my belief that that we're, we're struggling a little bit as men. in 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 the church you know sometimes at home um i know you grew up with with both your parents i didn't Mm -hmm. um so as as men i I, what do you think we can do and 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 again you know we can just have the discussion talk about uh what that looks like but as as men as men what do you think is the maybe one or two tips that we can do to become better leaders at home better leaders of our family um and even better leaders in in the kingdom of god
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is, um, and I heard this, this, this idea in, you know, um, as women obviously become, you know, in CEOs and, you know, we, it, there's really a lot of more equality. And I think we still have some opportunities to, to see them have equal opportunities in places. But yeah. for us, um, as that's happened, I think some men, and especially young men mm-hmm. who don't have uh, fathers that are really involved, sometimes there can be a misunderstanding around um, this equality and this and this sameness. And so, you know, it's not about men being um, more important or more valued, but we're different. Yeah. Different. And so, what that does is is we need to be able to help teach young men how to be men, and um, and part of the things, and you know. I don't. I didn't prepare this part of it, but, yeah. you know, the whole idea, and there's the verse that talks about me, uh, women need to submit to their husbands. You know, that's our favorite verse, right? Yeah, like, right. You need to submit to me. The Bible says. <laughs> Shortly after that verse, though, what we read is that we are called to love our wives mm-hmm. as Christ loved the church, and he laid down his life for her. So are you willing— to lay your life down for your wife and so there's a couple things that i like guys and this is before they get married before they go into this like there's a couple things so first of all um if you're if you just lay down in bed and your wife asks you for something you don't you just go get it
0: yeah
1: like if she asks you for something you go get it and you're doing that with no strings attached yep. You're doing that because you love her. You you know, and, and you're going to go to work all day. You're going to be tired. You're going to come home. You're going to clean the house. You're going to do the laundry. You, as the man, that's how you lead. You do yep. everything that you can. So you should go to bed tired every night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and I, I saw a pastor one time. He's like, men specifically, when, when they're, when they're uh, not tired, that's when they get into trouble. Yep. And so when we're doing what we're called to do, taking care of our families, with everything we have then your wife's gonna be alongside you yep. and she's gonna be on the same team yeah and so so as men we have to make sure we lead with that verse and yep. not wives submit mm-hmm. that comes when you do what you're supposed to do your wife is your biggest fan and she's gonna cheer you along and you'll be on the same team and so um, as men you know just looking in the mirror how do i do better i want a better marriage be a better husband i want you know i want my kids to behave better be a better dad and you know uh it's not easy that's that's something where it's like when i talk to young guys who are good are are serious relationships and they want to get married it's like what will you do if your wife doesn't do anything if you have to do all the cooking cleaning and you're working she doesn't do anything how will you feel and mm-hmm. if you're good with that, and you're happy about that, and I want to be married to that woman, even if I have to do everything, then you're going to be in good shape. That sounds like my stepdad. It's, step. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Might we might edit that <laughs> one out. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But
1: but that's where I think you know guys they, they they go into it where they're like, oh yeah, I'll do half of the housework, she'll do half of the housework. Yeah. I'll do half of this, she'll do half of that. But what ends up happening in in this is from experience Yeah. because what happens is you're like, well, I did this and I did this and I did this and now I'm keeping track.
0: Yeah. You don't want to do that.
1: And when we actually look in first Corinthians, when it's talking about love, you know, love doesn't hold a record of wrongs. Yep. And I realized I had like a total scoreboard. So like at the end of the week, I was like, Hey, I did all these chores and you did only this. Mm -hmm. And what happens is, it becomes a vicious cycle where your marriage is going in the wrong direction. Yep. And uh, what I started doing, and, and kind of had this this realization, I felt like God was really speaking me to me through. This was we had been married a couple years, and um, and so I felt like God was working on me to be a better husband. And then I was like, wow, this ma- the marriage is getting like better but like so fast like i was like i was like it's just we weren't arguing like and i was like wow this is really working well fast forward probably another couple years um my wife and i actually talked about it and uh god was doing the same thing to her as he was to me and you know we weren't like we were just working on ourselves and uh our marriage just you know got really good and you know i'm not we all have those bad days and um you know that's important to be honest about because i kind of my parents had this marriage where like they never fought it was like this weird it's weird (laughs) like they're weird like in love weird like in love and so then all of a sudden i you know i got in a relationship and i was like well this isn't right um and so actually through my life groups through through other men that i've met where i'm like okay this isn't crazy this is normal so we have bad days but that's okay yeah you know it's not it's it's not oh we're in a fight we're gonna get into divorce it's like oh we're in a fight like we have an issue let's think about how we solve this and and proceed
0: that's so. that's good because what, what i got from that is that you guys became intentional mm-hmm. right starting to become intentional because i think that's where a lot of men can i mean women too but we we get home like you said we're tired we just want to maybe tron sports center espn you know we want to kick our feet up mm-hmm. be on our phones but if you come with with, with the mindset hey today you know what, no matter how tired I'm going to be, I'm going to give my wife some attention because I'm sure she's mm-hmm. tired as well, right? And I don't know if att- attention is the right word, mm-hmm. but going home with intentionality.
1: Yeah. So here's the here's a tip. And, you know, my, my wife, maybe she won't listen, which is better. <laughs> uh, but there's there's a few things that um, I would tell for guys um, that can make your life easier. The, the thing is, your wife wants to know she's a priority for you. Yeah. And, I need to make sure she is. And so for me, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to balance like ministry, my relationship with God, um, my wife, I've got my kids and, you know, just like all these things. And and, um, it's a little tricky. And so what I've done and I work on this, it's not great, but try this. When you wake up, the first five minutes are all about your wife. Mm. The first thing you're doing. Now maybe you let her sleep, so maybe it's the first five minutes when yeah. she wakes up. But but give her that attention first thing in the morning. Then when you get home from work, or you get home from school, or wherever you're wherever you are for the day, or when she comes home from work, give her five minutes. Mm, that's good. And and so that way you really set a standard where you say like, hey, there's a lot happened today, but you get this time. And to your point, I think and, and we all struggle with this. I'm tired. I'm coming home from work. Like I was, I just want to like quiet for like, yeah, you know, a little bit. But but what your what message our wife receives out of that is like I'll talk to you later. Like yeah. you're secondary, you know? Yeah, like, and so like suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> Take care amazing. of your wife.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good because it's it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. I know I don't what I I think what I started practicing really is being intentional about not being on my phone. Um, I think that's one of the, the, the bigger things that, that I've decided. Obviously, I'm not perfect because I will get emails. And then my wife, she really understands like, hey, you know, sometimes I'm in real estate. So there's people who get off work at 6, 7 o'clock mm-hmm. and they need to be attended to, right? Um, but for the most part, I stay off social media. I try to stay off my phone as much as I can. I'll get like alerts so i don't have any notifications for social media because i don't want to receive them when i'm at home mm-hmm. so that, that's another good thing to do is say hey shut it shut it all down like that time we especially right now This is just my wife and i so if we don't have any kids like that i don't have any excuses right now so i'm gonna pay attention to her i'm gonna be intentional about it and 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 that's a good time to lead, mm-hmm. right be be the example because sometimes when my wife picks up the phone i won't say anything but she'll realize it mm-hmm. right and and i'm leading in that capacity where i'm like hey i don't have my phone i don't tell her anything but she's gonna put it down mm-hmm. for the most part and sometimes we don't even have to have a conversation we're just sitting there enjoying each other's presence right um so so with that being said um i do have a couple of questions for you uh, and thanks for being on man i really appreciate your time i know you're busy
1: oh i'm i'm super honored um i uh i really appreciate uh everything you do. And, uh, I, am kind of jealous cause I wish I was as smart as you when I, when, when I was your age. No, wait and so, but I get excited about surrounding myself with people that I think are better than me because that's when, you know, uh, a lot of leaders are insecure of that. Mm. And I think that it allows us to just make that bigger impact when you, you get people around you and, you know, have, have security through Christ and, and your yeah. real identity. You don't you know, God gave you a gift, and that's even where maybe what I was talking about. It's like I don't need to be on platform preaching because because I have a different gift, yep. and my gift is equal to the other gifts, yeah. and and that's something that that we know is your gift. They're all equal, but they're all different, and so um, right. you know, it's I'm just excited to be a part of uh, what you're doing and awesome. the impact you're making in people's lives.
0: Thank you. Yeah, because and that and that's another that's another important point is surround yourself with the right people mm-hmm. because um we know that that man can struggle with that if, if you know mm-hmm. if you want to stop going to the the bars or you know strip club whatever they get you got to stop hanging out with those people mm-hmm. who are going to the bar strip club you know what i mean yep. so it's 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 important to surround yourself with with godly men uh people who who are on kind of on the same path right mm-hmm. and have the same values and beliefs um I think we we do have to do a better job as, as maybe even a church of attracting those type of men mm-hmm. um, that that want that and not and, and being bold about it because I think that's and this is just my opinion I want to kind of get it out there we're we're, we're not bold enough right now mm-hmm. as as men as a whole right, right. as a church we, we need to be a little bit more bold we gotta get we gotta be attracting those people here like hey man we're not we're not a bunch of sissies here right you know what I mean and, and it could come off that way sometimes mm-hmm. it could be like hey. Ah man, like all they do is listen to their wives. They never go out. Like it, it could something. That's what I used to think sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like man, nah, I don't want to go to church, man. Like I'm a man, you know. Right. And so I think as a as as a body, as as men, we we, we really have to come together and and say, no nah, man, we're we're here. We're strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, God's called us to be powerful. um And I think if we express that, if we tell people, like, hey. Like you come here and speak your mind, I think we're going to attract the right people, mm-hmm. man. But we got to surround ourselves with the right people.
1: Right, absolutely. Well, and and it's something really simple with that that I always, you know, if you if you talk to, um, let's say, there's a group of people, and um, right, here's a, here's a good example. So I've been in circles and I've known a lot of guys who, you know, maybe they're having relationships with women and girls that aren't their, um, you know, girlfriend or they're not their mm-hmm. wives, and you know what happens when you're with like with in a group like that. Is it becomes more normal, right? Or you know, I've known a a few people that had had drug problems, and you know, uh, they know other people that have those drug problems, and so all of a sudden they start to normalize it, right? And so all of a sudden it's like, well, it's not a big deal, like so many people do it, and so just realize that whatever you're surrounding yourself with, that's what you're becoming more like. And so I'm not saying don't be friends with people that are. Uh, in the world, obviously, I just said you know we're we're called to be evangelists where we are. Mm-hmm. But I always ask like Are you are you helping them be more like Christ, or are you becoming more like the world? Mm. And so um, use that filter. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I I need good people in my life, and yeah. not for me only, but for my kids, um, you know, and uh, so that we can make that that impact.
0: Yeah, because we're gonna stumble, right? We're gonna stumble. We're gonna have those those, those falls sometimes. Uh, I know. A lot of times um, when I I first started coming to church and, you know, I was a new believer, I really tried to walk that fine line, right? There's a line. It kind of like, you know, I want to be the evangelist, but at the same time, like, I want to hang out with these people because I want to see, you know, I want them to see what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I was like, I just want to hang out with you and just be a knucklehead, you know? So um, I think uh, today we are walking that fine line sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. We got to be careful with that. It's like Mm -hmm. some people want to be in on a Sunday and then out on other days. So we we definitely have to be careful, especially as men.
1: Yeah. Well, and to your point, you know, I think that there is this image that Christianity can be very feminine, right? Yeah. And so, but when you think about Jesus carrying the cross and people spitting on him and him just going and, you know, not caring what people say, right? Not caring what's happening, like being able to like, you know, really go through all of that, like, that's tough. Yep. That's tough. Mm. You know, it's like, it's not hard if somebody, if somebody, like, comes at me, it's not hard to necessarily respond by, you know, pushing them back or punching them in the face. Yeah. Like, that's it not is, necessarily difficult. Yeah, it have to be What's hard is being able to have people talk about you and you be able to suck it up and yeah. move forward. Yeah. That's hard. You know, yeah. that's tough love. And not only are we called to uh, suck it up, but, but we're called to love the people that come against us. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: That's tough. You know, I watch the news sometimes and I'm like, you know, I, for me, I'm sitting there I'm like, how do you, like, I struggle loving some of these people with what they do. Yeah. And, you know, that's, you know, that's tough. Like, that's tough. Yeah. So
0: that's good. Good stuff, man. All right. So now we're going to get into the, the juicy questions. Yeah, I'm afraid of these. No. Uh, <laughs> so uh, really quick, just uh, what's been on your heart lately?
1: Um, you know I, I our church our church recently you know we we, we moved locations a couple of years ago got into a bigger locations we're seeing a lot of growth and um, i see us kind of going to the next phase um, of, of the church the size and um, i no longer know everybody yeah. and um, uh, i i see that as a great thing but it concerns me and so uh, it's just on my heart like the people and um, trying to figure out how we don't that nobody slips through the cracks. Yeah, You know, um, I, people move and people leave the church for different reasons like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? They find a, a different church and that's fine. I just want to make sure that we do everything we can for each person that walks in on Sunday. That's
0: good. Okay, good. Um, let's see what we have here. Uh, what do you believe is, is your God-given purpose at the moment?
1: <laughs> yeah, I like the fact that you said purpose at the moment because I think purpose... Uh, changes a lot. Yeah. And I think what your purpose, you have a purpose every day, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. And so, um, you know, right now what I see is is there's a huge, um, I feel like Hope Unlimited Churches um, has this huge future ahead. Good. And I think what's important is that we get organized now. We get very uh, strategic just with how our structure works and systems. everything in yeah. the systems that are in place. So that allows us not to lose people that allows us to grow and make an impact you know we don't you know i don't see it as like i don't want to just i don't want to be a big church that's not my dream i want to make a big impact yeah you know i want to be a church that makes a big impact now i believe that there's a lot of people that that feel that way that want to make an impact and so um that's why we're seeing the growth is because people are coming in and going oh i want to be a part of that um but it's important you know we see companies do it a lot of times where they um they're like oh people want you know a fried chicken sandwich from Popeye's,
0: right? I've seen that. That's crazy. <laughs> it's nuts, right? So,
1: so they want that. But then if you notice or if you know, you know, the the Popeye's didn't make enough chicken sandwiches. It's so crazy. they can't support the strike. They don't even have a sign. So literally every Popeye's right now has a sign that says we're out of chicken sandwiches, which is written with like a Sharpie. Yeah. And it's like, what and kind paper. of company? <laughs> you know, so it's like I want to call them and be like, hey, you could have probably done this a little different. I don't want to be that company because... Now, for them, they just lose sales. But for us, if we're not prepared for people when they come, that's that's people's eternity. Mm. There's nothing more important than that. And so I want to make sure that today, like literally like today it happens, um, there's, a, there's a quote uh and it's just just the idea of winning. Now, to me, I, I kind of think of winning as excellence, you yeah. know. And Vince Lombardi said, "Winning isn't a sometime thing; it's an all the time thing. You don't win once in a while. You don't do things right once in a while. You do them right all the time." Man. And so, excellence to me is about like, you know, in downtime, yeah. what am I doing? And it's like,
0: and
1: and so you've probably heard that phrase like, "Dance like nobody's watching." Mm and i i actually have a different version cuz i'm a different minded I, I say work like somebody's watching mm, yeah. and that's and when you do that you're going to see that god's going to work through your diligence and you know there's 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 a book called grit that that i love by angela duckworth and it just basically it's all it's it's studies it's not like a feel good book it's yeah. like it's what we know is the people that are most successful are the people that persevere and have what they call grit mm. Because because it's not about your gifts, like it's, it's everyone it, has them. It, it's about it's about actually like taking your gift to the next level. Mm-hmm. So I know you had Ace is a good example. He was on the podcast, yeah. um, you know, a while back, and it was like he has a gift to sing, but he works on that gift. You Daily. know, absolutely. <laughs> and it's like whatever that gift is that you have, you need to craft it. You need to work on it, and you have to realize that just because you have that gift doesn't mean that it's it's going to be easy the whole time.
0: Yeah good all right that was a good answer man thank you all right next one i I, this is probably one of my favorites and actually stole it from another podcast so (laughs) i can do what i want though all right um but if you can um go back in time and you can choose whatever age you want Mm -hmm. um you can't change anything right you can't change anything in the future higher anything you know higher how everything came out or has come out um But you can go to any age. What age would it be? And if you can give yourself one tip, what would that tip be? You can't change anything, though. Hmm.
1: You know, I, I think that. Um, it's a good one. Huh? It's a really good one. And I, I think that uh, for me, um, a huge transition in, in thinking about my marriage, um, you know, when when I really got on the same page with Sally, um, when you feel like you're fight, you know you're fighting together, um, yeah. you become so much more powerful. And I think a lot of a lot of husbands go home and, you know, home's not right, so then work can't be right, mm. and you become that's it's like this ripple effect. Just a bad cycle where it's like you're not gonna make progress at home and you're not gonna make, make progress at work if it's if it's not all good. And yeah. so I think about, you know, in the beginning, if I could just have talked to myself as, as far as when I met Sally, so, you know, that was a little over ten years ago. And um when when we got we started dating, if I would have started treating her the way I I do now or the way I try to now, yeah. <laughs> uh, then I think that that would have helped where we would have started, um, you know, working together sooner, you know, Good. those first couple of years of marriage, as you know, like you're, you're figuring things out, you know, yeah. and, and what happens though when you're figuring things out is you're not really making progress. Yeah. And, um, you know, now it's like, it's so much fun being married. And, you know, we kind of That's talked awesome. about the work, but like, you know, I love her and you know, spending time with her is like, it's, it's amazing. And it's such a blessing that I have a great wife. Um, and so, um, you know, that's where, um, that's where I go.
0: You would go back and just say, Hey, just yeah. be the guy.
1: Be, yeah. I'd try to try to tell myself all that stuff about like, go to bed, tired, work hard, Good. ignore what she's doing. Um, love her like Christ loved the church. Good. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, like, I would say that probably almost every woman in the world, if you love her, or at least do your best to love her like Christ loved the church, she's going to be awesome.
0: And you guys are going to be powerful together. Absolutely. Yep. All right. All right. This is pretty cool right here. Uh, what's your favorite movie? And a movie that you can watch literally over and over, no matter what?
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, probably Anchorman. Really? Yeah. That's so awesome. It's super funny, too, because like, um, I remember I saw it in the theater, and I literally remember at the end of the movie i was like that was it is it <laughs> like that wasn't funny at all and then somebody made me watch it again and i was like that's hilarious yeah and there's something weird about it because it's like you know the joke's coming so it like gives you like i don't know there's a different effect of it but okay. uh like i'll be like painting or something and i'll just like turn it on and listen to it that's and, funny um there's so much to it. it's, it's there's so much in it that's just hilarious yeah. so
0: and it's funny because i think like Maybe I don't know if your wife's the same, but my wife when I watch a movie and I think it's hilarious, and I'm like, watch this part, watch, watch mm-hmm. this part, you know, and she's like, it's oh, not that funny. <laughs> <I think laughs> One of the things that's great is Sally actually
1: likes a lot of the movies oh, that okay, I like, good. so it makes it easier. Good, good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I remember growing up and like I would just talk in like movie, you know, phrases. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> yeah, that's our family uh, right there. Now I like want to go watch Anchorman. So
0: yeah, yeah, we we always used to quote, and it's not the best movie, but uh, Friday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all the time man uh-huh. so every time i come in the kitchen you in the kitchen <laughs> um so next one uh what would you say is your your biggest weakness at the moment
1: well uh, the funny thing about this and i talk about this a lot is you know when you have a strength it creates weakness you know yeah. or or opportunity and so um one of the funny things for me is that I invest into people and that's how I develop people that's my plan is is you know once we talked about identifying leadership once I identify leadership I try to meet with those people mm-hmm. I try to spend time with them and what ends up happening sometimes is all of a sudden at the end of the week and it's like last Friday I was looking forward to Wednesday because I get a lot of work done on Wednesdays yeah. and I was like wait a minute I missed Wednesday it's over and so um, you know I think the strength is that I spend time with people, but sometimes it can get away from me. Um, and so there's been a couple things. So, so I'm going to share because um, yeah, I have three things that I that I've been working on with that. Um, and so uh, the first thing is identifying if tasks are urgent or important, mm. because sometimes I think that we have a task that needs to be done, but it's not really important, and so sometimes we'll end up, uh, you know, kind of diverting the important and, um, you know, we need to be taking care of things that are important, even if they're not urgent, because if you don't take care of them, then everything becomes urgent. Um, we also have, um, being busy doesn't make you important. And I think we all kind of, you know, kind of want that in us is where it's like, I want to be important. And so what I caught myself was people like, Hey Jared, how's it going? Oh, good. Been busy. You know? And it's Mm -hmm. like, why am I so proud of being busy? you know, that's not necessarily good. Yep. And so I started like really trying to get a little bit tighter on the schedule. Yep. Um, and then even some of those appointments, you know, I'm trying to say, Hey, it doesn't need to be this long. It can be shorter or, or moving that around. Um, and then the last thing is just, uh, eliminating multitasking. It's kind of this, this lie that we've, um, our culture has brought up upon us. You know, it's like, how many windows do you have open on your computer you know and what happens though is every time you go back to that other window you have to kind of recalibrate and we spend way too much time every day in this recalibration and so um, there's a book that I read it was by John Acuff and it's called Finish and he just says done is better than perfect Mm. because we tend to like work on things until we feel like they're perfect and then some of those things we just never finish and so it's like let's get them some things checked off the list so we can actually move forward and so um, those are some things that i'm currently like working with and and trying to just um um, move forward so that you know because i know it's an opportunity and it's not going to go away so how do i work better in that lane
0: that's good that's good yeah because you get i mean I don't know you're probably like me, get really distracted. And
1: We're like, all oh, right, well, oh wait, we got to go back to that. This is like the four-hour podcast because yeah. we're just talking the whole time.
0: <laughs> I, I, I text, uh, I text Jared. I said, "It's all right, man. I'm going to be the wrangler today. We'll yep. be all right." Um, so, next question: If you had one gift or talent, uh, and it could be anything, we're talking about anything, mm-hmm. What would it be?
1: Um, probably stop time. Really? Um, yeah. So you know, people, yeah. people, you can always make more money. You know, the time, uh, its there's a limited resource. Now, I, I, I say, like, there is a tip of making more time, and that's delegation, you know? Yep. Um, but when I look at my family, when I look at my kids, you know, it's exciting because, it, you know, my son just started second grade. And so it's exciting to see him grow up, and I can't wait to see what kind of man he becomes. That's awesome. But at the same time, all these firsts, his first day of second grade, what's well, the last? First day of second grade, yeah. he's going to have. Yeah. And so one of those things when, before I was a dad, I didn't get this, where it's like, when he does, when they do cool stuff or cute stuff, you know, um, it kind of breaks your heart a little bit. Because you're like, they aren't going to do this forever. And so, um, you know, I I just, I appreciate uh, the gifts of my family that God's mm-hmm. given me, and so you know it makes me sad. You know sometimes Time, times moving. It's you're hard.
0: Like, you're like man, he's seven years old already. Right. It's crazy.
1: Right, and I just I just want to like hang out with him.
0: Yeah, I just want to talk to him. That's good because not everybody has that. Right, and then when you have your you know want mm-hmm. to hang out. And, Cause he's going to get to a certain age and he's like, dad, leave me alone, right, man. Right. So that's awesome.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to be cool for that much longer. Oh, so <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> take advantage while I can. So yeah. and We've yeah. all
0: been there, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Well, before we close out, uh, I know you had a lot of information. Um, you're prepared, man. I, I, I want to say, and I don't, you know, I want to say you're probably the most prepared out of everyone, which is okay. Everybody else, you know, right. I mean, don't, don't get, don't get all heartbroken on me. We'll have you back on. Um, but, Anything else that you would like to add before before we close out? Um, anything that we we might have missed? Anything that that you know maybe a couple of tips before we close out? And if if we're good, we're we're good to rock out, man.
1: Yeah, just um, probably the last thing I'd say is just um, seeking feedback. Um, you know, there was a, a sermon that I heard not that long ago, and the pastor said, um, you know. Somebody who's, who's actually good at something will pay for feedback. Yeah. Like, like they need it. They want it yeah. so they get better. But if, you know, like an amateur will make people pay for giving them feedback, mm. you know. And so uh, feedback is a gift. And uh, I, just, I just want people to, to seek it out. And so that really goes in every area, you know, whether it's at home, in your spiritual walk, in your in your career, you know, seek out feedback because people see things about us that we don't see about ourselves. Yeah. And so that's good. it's really important. And and if I could just say that's one thing that'll change your life. Um and, and a simple way of even asking it is, hey Robert, if you were gonna talk on this podcast, how, how would you have done it differently? Yeah. Because a lot of the problem is you'll ask people for feedback that are super nice and they're yeah. like, oh it's great. Yeah. And then it's like no, I want feedback. But if you say, how would you do it differently? It's a very safe place for them to actually say, yeah. you know what? I would have, uh, yeah, you, you, you aren't that smart. You probably just should have said no, you know, <laughs> or whatever it might be. But, but feedback, you know, for your wife, like, hun, like, how can I love you better? How can yeah. I make you feel like a I better priority? Yeah. Like, be, and it's like, tell me how. And because, because a lot of times there's simple things. My wife was mad at me, and I'll give you an example. My wife was mad at me because her house was a mess. But I, but I looked, I was like, the house is not a mess. <laughs> like, I don't know what she's talking about. And so I said, I told her, I said, hey, I, I'm not seeing the same thing. So, like, can you tell me, like, what it is that you're seeing specifically? What is frustrating you? And she said, well, you you leave wrappers.
0: Like candy wrappers? Yeah,
1: like candy wrappers yeah. or like a, whatever. Like of something you eat, I'd leave it, like, on my nightstand or the table by the couch. I was like, I totally take care of those. That's yeah. so easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I started doing that. And then life got better. But I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I literally was looking at the entire house is clean, but there's one table that has a wrapper on it. I'm like, yeah. that's not a big deal.
0: Yeah. I do the same thing with like receipts and or like paper towels yeah. I have in my pocket. You know, <laughs> I just leave them out. And it's like, it's well, like, now you, spot, but now you know. Now you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's crazy. And, and it's crazy because when you talk, right when you talk, started talking about feedback, I started thinking about when you gave me feedback when I first started doing this podcast. Right. And <laughs> I remember having it down like at a certain angle. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you know what, man, it would look a lot better if you had a different angle mm-hmm. because you know, you're not super big, but it makes <laughs> you look really big, like a like a big dude. And and I so I took that feedback and I got a tripod. Yeah. Now I have a couple of tripods, right? Yeah. Um, so it's good to take feedback, man. That was absolutely b- literally like instantly when you said it, I was like, Yeah, you're right. I took feedback right away mm-hmm. and then I got microphones and I got you know, all this stuff going. Now I have lights, like we have this, you know, cool little show now that I absolutely. produce. Um, so, so thank you for that feedback, man, and and, and thank you for being on. Um, again, I just appreciate your time and just um, all the, the the gifts and talents that you have that you, that you're putting out there, and really just helping, uh, just uh, lead my, my wife and I and helping us uh, build a great team, um, and really just mentoring us, man. Thank you for that. I appreciate Will it. Alright, man, we're gonna be ending the show, and how end every single show? If nobody loves you. Jesus. Jesus loves you. There we go. Yes, sir. Hey. I-, I wanted to prepare you for that, but I wasn't know I-, I didn't know if you were ready. But I was ready. All right, yeah. man. Appreciate it, man.